welcome to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking on the topics of marketing, websites, and more. Presented by artonicweb.com. Now, here's your host, Matthew Harper. Welcome to the next episode of Breaking Business. Today I have with me Joseph Ramiro, one of the amazing employees here at Artonic. And Joe and I are going to be talking about expectations. What should you expect when you start working with a web designer, a web agency, a marketing agency? What sort of things should you be prepared for and expect as you travel down that path? So thank you so much, Joe, for joining this podcast with me today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I anticipate having a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to kind of jump right into it and um, get down to some things that we think are important for you to consider when you're, when you're uh, going, going down this path and going through this journey of either building a website or uh, figuring out a marketing campaign uh, for your company. So, Joe, let me just kind of start out by asking, how do you define your goals? You know, how does our client... Uh, or a prospective client, how do, the, how do the businesses out there in the world define their goals up front, and why should they define those goals as much as possible before reaching out to web agencies for quotes or things of that nature? I think the best way to approach this is to uh, use an analogy, and that would be building a custom house. So it's the same kinds of questions that people that are looking to build something for themselves um, are the same types of questions that, that somebody who's building a website. So, like, for example, somebody may say, okay, I want to build a house that accommodates 20 people, and I want to have parties, and I want to be able to, you know, take the boat out and, and go and have a lot of fun, whereas somebody else may just have a quiet retreat out in, out in the mountains or something where they don't necessarily need all that stuff. And so by asking those questions ahead of time, it can greatly affect how much that house is going to cost, um, all the pieces that have to come together, all the planning and so forth. And so what we want to do when we look at a new website project or a new marketing project is, number one, we want to define exactly what it is that you want to do with that website. What are the primary objectives? Are you trying to get, generate leads? Are you uh, wanting to get sales? Um, what does a conversion point look like for you? Does it mean that somebody just picks up the phone and gives you a call? And so we try to start with the end in mind. Where do you want to be? What is that website supposed to do? Because answering those questions will help you to define exactly uh, what types of materials you need. If, if you're thinking about it in terms of a housing analogy, um, you know what, what types of uh, contractors that you hire and so forth. It all starts with the goals. Good, good. Yeah, and I think you know it's when, when you start reaching out to various agencies for a quote, and you know when you're when you're going down that path of determining the cost for something, you're you're going to receive quotes that are all over the board in the first place, no matter what. And so, the better you can define those goals up front before you start reaching out to various uh, agencies for pricing, at least the you won't get pricing that's quite so all over the board. 
Um, it's still going to be, it's still never going to be an apples to apples comparison. Um, and everybody does things differently. But I think the better defined the goals are up front, um, the, the more accurate uh, pricing information each agency can provide to you. So I think that's, that's a really good uh, analogy there. Uh, with the housing. So I think, you know, and also, what do you want your website to do? You know, do you want to be able to chat with your website visitors when they, when they're on your website, you can have, you can have chat software installed on it. And while that may not be uh, a big increase in cost, it's just another one of those examples of something that, uh, that does have some cost attached to it. And uh, the more things like that, that are, that at least our clients know when they come to us, uh, the, the faster we can turn around a proposal to them and the more accurate that number is going to be. And I think that brings up the, the, another question of, uh, you know, why might it cost more uh, than what was originally planned. Once you once once a company, a business, an organization starts getting into a website project with a company, even after a price has already been agreed upon, why might it cost more than it was originally planned? I think that that taking um, a website project um, on is one of those areas where where you begin to ask questions that that maybe weren't considered before. It it helps to bring things into focus. Simply by talking through these things, you're able to um, think about different scenarios that maybe you didn't consider at the very beginning. And so at, at least the way we do things at Artonic is we, we have a kickoff meeting and everything is pretty front-loaded. We ask lots and lots of questions. And sometimes we ask questions that, that our clients have never really even thought about but are going to make a huge difference. And so in that process, um, some things can change. It can kind of you know reevaluate uh, do I really need this feature? Do I really need to do this or that given my goals? And sometimes it's about getting that second voice and and kind of getting their experience and expertise. But with that said, uh, we don't know your business as well as you do. And so we rely pretty heavily on your feedback and um, your insights in order to do that. And so I think that as part of that dialogue, naturally many times some of the side effects or that we find that the project scope maybe changes or that um, the goals need to shift a little bit or maybe the tactics that we have uh, originally planned are maybe not as appropriate given budget or the effectiveness of those tactics. And so in the, think of it almost as a living conversation where uh, we, we try and hone in on the ballpark, but some things may change. Like, for example, we may go into a prototype, which is going back to that housing analogy, like the blueprint for a house. And all of a sudden you realize, you know, I wanted to have uh, four bathrooms, but to get to accommodate all the plumbing, it's going to require X, Y, Z, and really wasn't prepared to do that. The, the, the plot of land isn't going to accommodate it, first of all, um, and it's going to cost X, Y, Z dollars in addition. And so maybe what we need to do is maybe scale down to a half bath on one of those, maybe put them uh, closer together and so forth. And so as, as you begin to talk through those, many times things change. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point, and um, I think the right at the end there, you mentioned um, that once you start to talk through things, you know, a lot of things come up, and I think that's what what we find too is that we we try to here at Artonic uh, go through all those questions up front and and discover as much as we can about a, a business before we uh, even provide a proposal. 
And uh, But certainly, the more we learn about a business and as we work through a project, we may find areas of opportunity, big areas of opportunity that we can't just let pass right on by us. And so we may say to our client, hey, if we just added another page to talk about this other service that you offer, you may be able to generate a lot more traffic to your website for people who are looking for that service. And it, that maybe that wasn't originally planned, but if there's a huge benefit as we start working through a project, if we see a huge benefit like that, it's it's it may be very well worth the a, a little bit of extra cost and investment to add that additional page on. And so as as close as we get our projects, I mean, I can say at our tonic, it's it's usually just a matter of adding a page, removing a page from the original uh, scope because we we really try very hard to dig up all that from the very beginning so that there aren't major changes. But, you know, an additional page can cost a little bit of extra money. Um, you know, additional features and, and back-end components and things like that, that sort of stuff is usually figured out before we even start the project. But uh, but there can be small costs that come up to add on little things as we go. And what we do here when that situation arises is we typically uh, just tack that extra cost onto the end of the project. So once the website's done and we, we send out that final invoice, that final invoice will include the full cost for any additions that came up throughout the project. Now, if, if there is a big addition that comes up through the project, then we may uh, invoice for some or all of that uh, up front, but uh, that's, that's very rare, I would say, in, in general. You know, I think timing is another thing that goes into this equation, and a lot of times people have a, a grandiose vision of, of what they would like to achieve, but when you start looking at the logistics of it, you start realizing that not all of it is going to be tenable all at once. It's kind of like trying to to take a a T-bone steak and swallow it whole. You're going to (laughs) choke. So what you want to do is you want to bite it off, you know, just a piece at a time, carve that thing up and, and maybe savor it a little bit. And so when we're looking at big projects, what we do is, is we find it helpful to divide those projects into smaller and smaller bits, smaller chunks, smaller pieces. And we may find that yes, we can achieve that grandiose vision, but what it's going to require is maybe breaking it up into two phases. Maybe there's a phase one to this project. Maybe there's a phase two. Maybe um, maybe you don't necessarily have the capacity to to fulfill that grandiose vision. Like so, for example, um, you there may be some staffing considerations, um, other logistics on on the business side of things that that really cannot yet uh, allow that 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 entire vision to come to fruition quite yet. So you, you want to do it in a planned, phased in way. And so that's just one example of, of looking at the timing aspect of that. Well, and I think when we're talking about timelines and how long does it take for a website to be built um, and, and, you know, what's the time frame look like, it's going to vary greatly depending on the project and, and the size of the website and all those things. And so just to give a little bit of that uh, insight into the time frame. One thing that we have been doing at Artonic recently is we've been doing a little bit more market research on the front end of a project. Uh, we've been doing a little bit more data collection, uh, looking at even running a pay-per-click advertising campaign up front to collect some data so that we know what the focus of the website should be. So we're trying to take that proactive approach as much as possible 
so that our efforts around building the website and anything that comes after that are, are of the most value. And so, uh, Joe, what, what have you seen in terms of time frames for various websites and, and some of the things that can pop up uh, at the beginning and, and even after a website's built? Well, I, I think that, you know, especially if you're doing a new concept, um, there's a lot more planning that, that goes on at the very, very beginning. Like, for example, with a, a particular client, um, had a very new concept for the area and uh, very local focus as well. And so it came with some unique challenges from an e-commerce perspective. And so what we had to do was uh, go through 20 hours of, of planning. We, we call that information architecture. It sounds complicated, but all that really means is that we look at all the information from the user's perspective, and we organize it in a way that makes sense to them and also um, aligns with the goals that you have for your website. And so that kind of initial planning, you know, can... You know, it's we, we say 20 hours, but kind of after all the back and forth and so forth, I mean, you could be talking a month into it just to, to kind of lay that foundation. But when you're looking at, at the beginning of a project phase, um, assuming that you have everything in order, everything in line, and that you're, you've, you've got a lot of your goals well-defined, once you have that, that framework laid, the rest of the process begins to fall into place. You're not wasting as much time... Uh, like, for example, moving elements around in a design because you automatically know that, hey, there's a visual hierarchy that's happening here based on these goals, and we want to make sure that our design aligns with it. So it basically excludes all kinds of other options simply because you've narrowly defined what your goals are. So if we front-load everything, then the latter phases tend to move a little more quickly. So, like, for example, by the time it gets to coding, it may take, I don't know, what, two weeks, Do you, would you say? Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah. And um, well, and even on our e-commerce, if when we're building an e-commerce website, the coding phase will will easily be four weeks, and if it's a really complex site and a lot of custom functionality, it could be longer. So it depends on exactly you know what what the solution is, but the idea is that a, a lot of that stuff happens at the very beginning. It's like building the foundation for that house. You don't really see a lot of the scaffolding you don't really see a lot of uh, the you know drywall you don't see a lot of that stuff happening um, a lot of stuff is kind of happening below the surface and it's important because the bigger and better your foundation the bigger the building and many times people spend a lot of time uh, just building that foundation uh, before the, you ever see the tangible visible results and so I think that that's one thing to note when you're looking at time frames to kind of set your expectations in accordance with the fact that, hey, it's going to take some time to plan this thing. And the more successful it is and the bigger it is, the bigger the foundation it needs to be to accommodate this. So, you know, typically, you know, an e-commerce website altogether, 18, 20 weeks, somewhere around there um, for a basic uh, website that doesn't have any really complicated components. I mean, it could be you know, 10, 12, somewhere in that ballpark. Does it sound about right? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. You know, if, if it's a small, uh, a small medium business website that's relatively small in size and, and mostly static uh, information on it, uh, it, it could be as maybe even down to eight weeks. Um, but it depends on how much lead time does your agency need to get started on that project. So that's one thing to take into consideration when you're trying to plan out the uh, the timeline for it, and um, 
And as things move along through the project, I mean, you have to remember that you're, the company you're working with probably has other projects that they're working on. And so ideally, uh, you know, as, as a client, you get back to them quickly and uh, provide approvals and revisions as fast as you can because when there's long delays in, in the approval process or the revision process in approving designs or layouts or, uh, or imagery or content, then those are the things that tend to really drag out the uh, total amount of time that it takes from start to finish on a website. And I think that you, you've touched on something pretty important there is the amount of feedback that, that you should be giving the agency as, as the client. Um, it is so critical to make sure that, that there's a lot of communication going on and that um, you're, you're basically doing work on your end. It's, it's not like you push a button and, and it just happens and, and um, all of a sudden you magically have a beautiful website that, that meets all your goals. It, it really requires a dialogue. And it really requires um, really kind of getting some things organized and, and put together. And I think that some people are, are kind of blown away by how much work it does take from their end to put this together. Like I said earlier, you're the expert on your business. And, you know, we're, we're, we try and educate ourselves as much as possible on our clients, their industries, and so forth. But at the end of the day, we need you. We need your feedback. And so it, it's so important to plan for that and start thinking about um, what pieces need to be in place because it's one thing to talk about the technical aspects of a website. There's a, a bazillion ways to build a website, some very quick, some that take longer. Um, and if you're talking about a custom website, uh, you want to make sure that you have all those ducks in a row because if you're, if you're building something that is, uh, has a strategic goal and focus, it isn't just about the technology. It's not just about the way that you build it. It is also about the content. It is also about the message. It's also about the story. And your website is is simply a vehicle for transmitting your message to your target audience. And so when when you're looking at, at different website options, it's it's not always apples to apples because there's some people they just focus on the technical aspect. You know, they may have a template or use WordPress or something and, and just say, hey, you know, I can skin it and put your, your logo and brand colors on there and there you go, there's a website. But when you talk about it making an impact, when you want your web presence to be uh, something that meets your business goals, then really it, it takes it to a different level. You, it's not like comparing apples to apples anymore. You're all of a sudden bringing in um, a lot of thought a lot of planning, a lot of input to make sure that, number one, you have the right pages that are very, very intentional with very specific focus, with very specific calls to action, and that you're intentionally leading people on a journey um, to learn more about your company or to convert to a sale or a, or a phone call and so forth. And so there's a lot of work that goes on as part of that in and just speaking for our tonic, we tend to work well with with businesses that that view us as a strategic long term partner, and and we really want to get to know your business and and really um, ask those those difficult questions so that we can make you as successful as possible. Yeah, well, and and as you mentioned, a lot of these pieces are on the front end of the project. Uh, certainly, the 
the, the more well thought out and well planned the project is, the smoother it's going to go and the fewer surprises uh, there will be along the way. And so, I, you know, from, from our client's end, the, the time that we ask of our clients is mostly on the front end of the project. That's where we need our clients the most. That's, that's when we're learning the most about our clients. And, uh, and it's really important that we have uh, good communication with our clients at the very beginning and really all throughout the project. But those beginning stages when everything's being planned and we're learning the business and we're, we're discovering what the goals are or, or even what they should be and uh, trying to develop uh, an appropriate marketing strategy around all of that, that's when we have to have good solid communication and regular communication uh, with our clients. So I would say that in terms of how much time is required on our on our clients end, at the in the beginning stages, it's it's several hours a week uh, at, at a minimum. And you know once you get further into the project, uh, after the the plan has been developed and signed off on and approved, and after the design uh, of the website has been approved, at that point, we just go to work on coding it. So there's not a whole lot of input or communication with our clients while we're coding everything and putting it all together. So the, the, the communication uh, pieces, they come into play at the very beginning when we're planning and, uh, and throughout the various uh, revision uh, portions of the website construction. And so I just can't emphasize enough how important the upfront work is on planning it. And like most things that, that I find, it's, it's front-end loaded. It's, most things in life are front-end loaded. And, uh, of course, everybody wants to see results, you know, right away. And everybody wants to see what their website's going to look like before they even sign on the dotted line. But in reality, that's, that's not really feasible and uh, any company who is doing that um, probably won't do it for very long. Any company that's designing a website, a custom design website for someone before they've signed on to, on the dotted line, um, they're, they're probably not going to do that for very long because they, most agencies just can't afford to do that. There's the amount of time that our designer here at Artonic spends just to come up with that initial custom homepage design, it, 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 there's several days involved in that. And so to do that before we have a commitment from our client just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's why we provide our portfolio for our clients to look at and become comfortable with the type of work that we do uh, and the results that we've generated in the past. That's why we have case studies. That's why we uh, provide our clients with uh, references and every proposal that we send out um, to to build that level of trust uh, with our tonic ahead of time and um, so you know as the project gets going along how much communication between the two parties should be expected well I, I think that there are different levels of communication in terms of frequency how often it's happening um, some of those have to do with preferences and the internal nature of your business. For example, it may not be possible for you to, you know, touch base like every two days or something like that. But I think probably in an ideal world, um, on average, it would be nice to have check-ins every single week because we tend to measure things in weeks. <laughs> so kind of 
checking in, making sure that we, we are understanding your goals, making sure that everything is, is going along smoothly, asking the right questions of you, making sure that, that, um, that we're getting the information that we need from you and so forth. We, we like to err on the side of over-communicating with our clients. And uh, I, I, I get really nervous with any service-based business that has more of a long-term commitment when they don't talk to me and I don't know really what's happening behind the scenes. At Artonic, we try to demystify as much of that as possible. We have very defined processes that happen and we let you know what those are up front, you know, the various stages of a project. Um, if you were to sign up for a project with Artonic, what we would do is send you a welcome package, which basically lays out all of those expectations for you, including communication and so forth. So as to the specifics, of what it's going to take in terms of com- time commitment for communication on, on your basis. We, we work that out with you, but I think that probably once a week for a check, and that doesn't mean that you're, you're spending in, you know, two hours on the phone every single week. Sometimes it's just a few minutes. Um, it, it just really depends on where you're at in the stage of the pro- process. But we like to keep in touch with you, you know, phone calls, email, uh, pigeon mail, whatever. We want to make sure that that line of communication is, is open and so kind of expect us to to err on the side of over communication yeah i think another uh important thing to consider is is making sure that you have someone on your end on the client's end to work with the agency that you've hired uh, because oftentimes uh, the business owner and sometimes um, business managers don't have enough time to review uh, designs or content or uh, make approvals and those sorts of things. So we always recommend that our clients designate uh, one person on their end that we can communicate with regularly and then that person can communicate with the rest of their team on their end. And that way we're not getting uh, uh, different stories from different people. Um, that way we're not getting one person who says, yes, I approve that. And then somebody else says, oh, I want to make these changes to it. Because that makes it really hard for us as an agency to know what you want and what you don't want. So if that sort of communication happens internally before it is received by the agency you're working with, that will actually save a lot of time. And it saves time because it reduces confusion on the agency's end. So consider having that point person on on your end to handle that sort of stuff. And try to get that figured out up front with your agency as well. And you may even ask the agency that you're working with, what kind of person should we put in this role? What does the person who's going to be working with you on this project need to know? And or what skill sets should they have to uh, be able to properly approve different aspects of the website? So that'd be another thing to consider. And uh, kind of leading into um, content on this, content is a major, major uh, piece to the website and something that has to be taking, taken with the utmost amount of seriousness because the content on your website is going to attract visitors to your website and it's going to keep those visitors on your website. So it, the, the content 
has to be geared towards the search engine so that the search engines understand what your website or what that page on your website is about so that they can rank you accordingly. But it also has to be engaging. It has to be content that is easy to digest. You can't just put a whole you know, 15 paragraphs, paragraphs of text on a page and, and let people and think that people are going to read that. I mean, obviously, you know, I think we can all imagine ourselves in that situation and know that when we are presented with that, that we are probably not going to read it unless it's in the form of a book. But that's not how most people surf the internet. Most people are very impatient when they're searching the internet. They're looking for information. And so if you can break that information up, and present it in a way that's easy for people to digest it, then you'll keep those people on your website and they'll they'll continue to read that information on the website instead of leaving. They won't be overwhelmed with that content. So how important is content? It's, it's extremely important, but who should create it? Because even when our clients have a point person on their end, many times, 99% of the time, that person is not a professional writer. And so how, how are you going to come up with that content? Well, here at Artonic, we offer that as a service. We have professional writers in-house here at Artonic that create that content for our clients. And we do that for most of the projects that we build because our writers here are not only trained writers that have a passion for writing, that, that write blogs and write books and write all kinds of stuff just as a hobby outside of work, um, but, uh, but they're also trained in digital marketing. They're trained in search engine optimization so that they can write that content in a way that is going to uh, be appropriate for both search engines and users. So I would encourage you to consider allowing your agency to write that content for you. It'll make the, the content much better. It'll uh, increase the speed of the website construction, reduce the amount of time it takes to build everything, and it keeps everything moving along really nicely. So that would be another thing I would consider uh, when it comes to, uh, when, when you're taking into account not only content, but time as well. Those, those two things go together quite often. Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, there, there are certainly a lot of good writers out there, but really a, a key differentiator in, in terms of how good a writer is is how well they understand their target audience. And remember that when it comes to website content, you're really writing for two separate audiences. The first one is human beings, obviously, but the second one is, is search engines. And, you know, they're trying to get better and better at simulating um, a human experience through those search engine algorithms, but they're not really quite there yet. I mean, it's getting better all the time. But you may have somebody on, on staff or as part of your organization that is a phenomenal writer, but they may not understand how to write for the search engine audience if you want to think of it that way. And so that's one reason that we generally recommend uh, leaving it to experienced uh, writers who also know about SEO. And when our writers jump into a project like that, they... They, of course, have to spend a significant amount of time learning about that industry, learning about that business and what makes them different than their competitors. And so, you know, our writers are, are very well accustomed to 
um, needing to get up to speed very quickly on a new industry or a new business. And although much of the work that we do, we, we, we've worked in so many industries at this point that, that there is some crossover. Uh, for example, we, we build a lot of websites for dental offices. Uh, we build a lot of websites for manufacturers. And so we're, we're very uh, well-versed in uh, creating content for those industries. But even when we have to work with a new industry that we've never written content before, uh, we, we're still very confident about our ability to do that. We just may have a little bit more time on our end in order to research uh, that industry and better understand it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up at this point. Uh, thank you so much, Joe, for joining me on this podcast. And uh, I hope uh, all the listeners out there have a better understanding of what to expect when you are going to go down the path of building a new website and working with a digital marketing agency or website uh, designer. As you can see, there are many, many things that go into this process. Uh, Some of the key points being to uh, take the proper amount of time to Think through what you want and what the goals of your business are uh, before you start approaching agencies for quotes and things of that nature. And then be prepared for, uh, for, for, some, uh, for some planning in that next phase. And be prepared to spend the time necessary to build an effective plan. And then once you get into the project, uh, things will things will slow down a little bit on the on the time and, and communication side. But but I think we hit some good points today, Joe. I think this has been a great podcast, and I hope everybody enjoyed listening to it. And with that said, we'll go ahead and call it a day. And, and thank you so much for listening to Breaking Business. Thank you for listening to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking. For even more information on breaking your business, visit us at artonicweb.com.